0: music mm-hmm. star wars fans and rule the galaxy fans it is joe in the pilot seat of chapter 149 of the rule the galaxy podcast we've got some of our regular co-hosts with us and we've got a special guest with us here tonight on on uh, chapter 149 but as always uh, i like to throw this out there you can follow us at on twitter and on instagram at rule the galaxy sw uh, on gmail or on email you can get us at Rule the Galaxy SW at Gmail.com. On Facebook and YouTube, you can get us at just Rule the mm-hmm. TikTok, I believe, is Rule the Galaxy Podcast. That, that, that was D Docs working right there. And on Etsy, you can just go to Etsy.com, type in Rule the Galaxy, all caps, all one word, together, no spaces. Go buy some of our merch. Uh, help Laura Burton out and her, her group there. Um, but we're at chapter 149. It hasn't been the biggest news week in Star Wars this week, but plenty of things to talk about, and especially with our special guests. But I'll start going around the horn with some of your some of the fan favorites here. We'll start with Mr. Brent Dykman. How are you, Brent?
1: Fan favorite is a is a stretch, I'm sure. <laughs> singular. I'm not...
2: <laughs> singular fan.
1: <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I am sure there's someone out there like, oh god, this guy again. Uh, yeah, so some big things are happening with the group that I play, that, that weird tabletop board game with all of my miniatures. Matt, I think you remember seeing me having that oh, yeah. display up in front of me uh, uh, when we were in Nashville. Yeah, uh, There's a group of about 10 to 12 of us that are trying to make a name for ourselves. Um, there's going to be, they want to do like a high-level podcast talking about tactics and stuff like that. But we're going to do a kickoff and get them on to talk about it. So it'll kind of be like a, a partnership a little bit. Um, but it's going to be them doing their own thing come in and kind of explain what the game is every now and then and talk about the big stuff that's going on Um, we got a website up and stuff like that so that's all moving in the star wars people are trying to like we're trying to turn that the patreon and all that kind of stuff and see what we can do in the legion world
0: i can't wait to do some introductions on that and hear all about it we've been talking about it for a while so we we hope that Rule of the Galaxy can be that platform that that allows them to jump off from there and take off. We sure. will do whatever we can to help. Can't wait for you. I think you're going to lead that show, right? When we get uh get that yeah. up going just to just to get get the ball rolling.
1: Yeah, with listening to D-Doc talk about video games, I figured I could probably shoot from the hip and do something with my <laughs> legion.
0: OK, all right. Well, sometimes it's good to just shoot from the hip. So but hey, Brent, you and I haven't been on a show together in a while. So it's really good to have have you back here and talk to you. And I got to spend time with your lovely wife and your son and your daughter over the weekend. And boy, she told me all kinds of good, fun stories about you. But we'll we'll wait and talk about those after the podcast. So
1: Sure. Sure. I can only imagine what my (laughs) wife would would share.
0: Um, Sam's a lovely lady. A lovely lady. Hey, we're going to bounce over to... Our guy who lives on the north side of Indy, but who's down in Tennessee, spending time with family, and he's got the cool Top Gun mustache going on, Mm. Mr. Nick Shesky. How you doing, Nick?
2: Man, I'm doing great, Joe. We also have not been on a podcast together in a hot minute, man. Glad to be back on and and doing it. Um, I've been, so I've been off this last week. Um, We're down in Tennessee, and I've been consuming the new Brotherhood book, Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, 13 year old Nick is coming back to life, you know, reading this book. It's, it's freaking awesome, man. Uh, Great book. Before I give up my time though, Joe, tell us about this shirt that you're wearing. Cause I could see like the top half of it. Freaking awesome. If you're watching, if you're not watching on YouTube, figure it out. We're not boring. You're boring. Go watch on YouTube. (laughs) Tell Tell us about the shirt.
0: Uh yeah it was a gift. Um actually my my kids were, you know, for Christmas or birthday in the last year or so. They always like, what what can we get you? We know you love Star Wars and and I've got plenty of stuff with R2D2 all over it and uh they know I love Captain America so they give me stuff like that but I said, you know, I really don't have much Ahsoka. And so I got a track track jacket, Ahsoka, you know, from her universe. I got this Ahsoka shirt that I'm wearing right here with her with the two white blades, I believe. Yeah. And then um, they also bought me a shirt that's Captain Rex and Ahsoka both on it. So, yeah. Yeah. For YouTube followers, there you go. You can see the Ahsoka shirt.
1: Can I throw something in real quick? I was just in an interview this last week, and one of the last questions that an interviewer asked me, and it was a very odd question. So I'm just wondering if anybody's been asked this before, if there is one article of clothing in your closet that would define you, what would it be?
2: Ooh, easy. Oh, you I went, okay. Mine. Go
1: Nick. Seriously. Go for
2: it. Easy. I have a Clemson Tigers pullover. That is like my game day go-to. Um, I'm a Clemson Tiger fan through and through, man. And we, uh, I love all college football, but in particular, uh, if I'm not watching Star Wars, that's where I'm okay. spending time and going. Brent I said easy, go... Like I just decided that that was what it is for <laughs> me. I'm just feeling confident. So there you go.
0: But before we go to our special guest, what would yours be, Brent? What was your answer?
1: So the way that I answered it at the time, I was all dressed up in my suit, but I really wear just random pairs of socks. And I happen to have on a pair of sushi socks, that day so it was just different cuts of sushi but I was joking and laughing I was like yeah I have just a random pair of socks every day (laughs) and then I also said I have a t-shirt that I got last year for um father's for father's day which is Yoda and it's all of his words of wisdom and like you know that like college you Mm -hmm. like if you want guitar lessons tear here's my number tear it off those tear off type like word but it was all Yoda's words of wisdom like do or do not there is no try and like you must unlearn what you have learned in all Yoda isms and philosophies. So I was like, look, that's probably that's probably probably the that summarizes me in multiple ways. So I was
2: waiting for you to be like, I was rocking a pair of Adidas socks and it was awesome. <laughs>
1: no, no, they were like different cuts of sushis, different types of sushi rolls.
0: There you okay. go. Okay. Well, before we hop over to our guest, Mr. Matt Orman, I will tell you that mine is probably my van tennis shoes i i I wear my vans i've got like six pairs of vans now and i'm i'm like addicted to them every color style so i've become i've become a 13 year old skater boy as a 51 year old man so that's that's mine but um hey we've got our friend that we uh i got a chance to meet before we went to i triple c we were talking emailing then we finally got a chance to actually sit down and talk all of us at the i triple c in nashville our good friend who hopefully will be on the show more often because oh absolutely we like talking to him when we were in nashville and we finally got this put together mr matt orman how you doing matt
3: i'm doing great i want to thank y'all so much uh for having me on the show i love y'all show uh follower uh share as much as i can get all these guys are great guys uh yeah so nick one thing I, I need a call sign from you before the end of the show, so we need to make up a call sign. Uh,
2: yes, and, uh, come on. Oh,
3: and I, I would say to your question, Brent. I, okay, so this I, I'm. I have two pieces of clothing: one that kind of shares my personality, and one that gives my history. So I, I hope you forgive me, but I'll go with the one and don't hate me. It's not my favorite. <laughs> It's not my favorite logo, but I have a Star Trek shirt that is the most comfortable shirt I have ever owned, and it's only because of the material. I have no idea what the material is, but this thing just feels so good against me that I wear it all the time. It's stained. It's bleached. <laughs> it looks horrible, but I wear the thing all the time. I have I have to have it, and if I lost it, I would probably shed a tear. Uh, But I also have a blue jean 80s vest from it's probably 20 years old that every time I go to a con I find a uh, Star Wars patch and uh, I have it sewn on so I have so many patches on that thing I'm, I'm actually almost out of room I got one more spot so I've been waiting for a really good one to put on there. So that's like history and comfort. That's probably
1: my my things. So I, like I so I can picture this correctly. Are we talking like outsiders, like jean oh. jacket, sleeves off? It's it's <laughs> trade, It's it looks it
3: old. Oh yeah, man.
1: So if, it's if, straight if, out of like the uh, like outsiders. Okay. Oh okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: You roll your pack of cigarettes up in your white T-shirt outside of that. Hey, that's
1: fonzie right. that's fonzie next hey. time i'm on i'll
3: wear the vest i'll wear it so you can see it it's sprayed and everything
0: you got it you got it Fantastic. well hey uh Doc showed up real quick while we were doing introductions uh ddoc uh, how are you first of all and then second um what is your i'll ask i'll have brent ask the question after that how are you doing and then brent will follow up with a question for you
4: doing good uh you know just a normal crazy wednesday <laughs> yeah so yeah
1: so here's, here's the question that was asked to me in an interview, and it was all started because Joe has an Ahsoka Tano shirt on, and it made me remember the question. It was in an interview question for a job, and the last question that they asked me was, like, if you were to go into your closet and look through your closet, is there one, think of one article of clothing that would define you, and what is it and why? Oh, man. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So Joe was his pair of Vans. I'm going to let you think about this while I talk. Uh Nick was his Clemson hoodie. Is it a hoodie or is it just uh, a sweatshirt?
2: It's a quarter zip. Quarter zip.
1: Oh, okay. Yep. And then Matt was an Outsiders jean jacket that's got patches sewn onto it along with a Star Trek t-shirt or sweatshirt that just t-shirt. feels yep. it's a t-shirt. Feels feels perfect.
3: Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You see, I have to do that move. It's like every time I put it on, and go like, oh, damn. <laughs> that feels so good.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, it's, uh, it's, it's it's a shame that you like I, I know what you're talking about there, uh, Matt, because when I find something like that, that you're like, I just love feeling this, wearing this. I go by like five of the same thing and just mm-hmm. have them. And that way, if one fails,
4: I've got backup. You got and, the one.
0: <laughs> I wish I did that <laughs> one. Go D-Doc.
4: Sorry yeah i have a pair of these um dockers work pants i actually was wearing them today um and they are just like they started off as like nice pants and they've worn into uh work (laughs) pants if i could own five pairs of those i would the knees uh, are starting to get holes in them and they're starting to wear down a little bit kind of just show you all the crazy crap i'm getting myself into all the time but uh Yeah, those pants, man. I had a pair just like them, and my brother eventually forced me to throw them out. He's just like, if I see you wear that pair of pants one more time, (laughs) you, yeah. Comfort-wise, I have a Star Wars hoodie, though, that I've probably worn on here like 15 times, and I could wear that thing every single night. I mean, that one is like comfort definition of me, but the real definition of me is those pants, probably. Well, for all the listeners
0: who are just joining in, maybe missed the first (laughs) few minutes, welcome to Apparel Galaxy um <laughs> yeah. but um yeah. we're, we're gonna hop back over to mr Orman because uh, again you know we have tons we usually ask all kinds of different questions for our guests and and try to really pick their brain on star wars and different things but well, let's just jump back to the beginning we, we met up at i triple c you're involved with ECPC. i always try not to mess that up oh, yeah, that's mess. On that. Um, but you're also starting a new podcast with your son just tell us a little bit of background on on all those things. your involvement with with any and all of those things here. so fans know where to check you out and listen to you and everything else.
3: Oh absolutely. Uh, so you could uh, go to our website uh, it, and, and forgive me uh, if I sound you know like I, I get it wrong, but it's ecpctv.com. Uh, that's our website. Uh, look out for us in September. We're starting to, uh, in August, we're going to record the first episode of a show we're doing. Uh, you know, we actually have two ideas. One is the first one we're going to record in August. Uh, that's going to be, um, it's, we don't have a name for it yet, but it's going to be something like The Hunt where we challenge each other to find the best price of a certain, pro- uh, you know, toy or book uh so you know we're look out for that that'll uh premiere on our website but yeah you can go to ecpctv.com or you can uh check us out on twitter uh you know at ecpctv um you know it, it's such a mouthful I've, I've tried to change it with uh with the guys just to call it ecp because it sounds like you know a rap band from the 80s <laughs> so you know we you know you know i'm trying to get it like like what's up with dcp you know you know me but you know it's just not following i don't know well it, done. i can't win uh, i can't win with that but yeah we started uh, a few years ago um because we were always sitting around talking and mostly disagreeing about you know movie shows definitely star wars because star wars is we have guys that are all over the map on star wars uh so we were like man why don't we just record this and we started uh it's over three years ago now uh we have many shows on you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, uh whatever. They're all on the you know, every uh oh, we're on that radio app. I can't remember. Sorry. iHeart um, Radio?
0: Yeah, iHeartRadio. Thank yeah.
3: you. Thank you. Uh yeah, iHeartRadio, you can find us on there. Um yes, yeah, so we 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 try to do uh three or four shows a month right now, uh just to you know gather everything. Uh yeah. So, and me and my son are starting a podcast called Simply Unlimited Podcasting or SUP. Uh, that's that's what it started. We were always like, SUP. And we're like, you know, what if that was a podcast, Simply Unlimited Podcast. All right, cool. So, but me and my son, we yell and bicker about every little thing when it comes to pop culture and nerd stuff. So, we were like it. That is, it's so funny. We should just record it and let everybody hear us yell at each other. Hmm. So that is the basis of that show, and we'll have our first episode out this month. So awesome. Yeah.
0: Well, we we will. We're glad people are listening. and They'll know. Check out Sup. You know, I mean, SUP. come on, Sup. I like it. <laughs> yeah. hey, well played. Well played. The, not only the ECP, you know, and the and the Sup. Um, so we we've had gosh, uh, like we were just talking about, not all of us have been around each other a lot. We've been bouncing around show to show. Who's on what? Who's on first, I guess. Um, yeah. But but who has who has officially given their Kenobi review on this show? I know Matt has not We'll go to him. Nick, you've given your thoughts on it. D-Doc, you've given yours. Brent, have you given like your overall thoughts on Kenobi now that it's said and done? Any feedback, thoughts? And if you want to jump in, then we'll have Matt give some of his feedback on Kenobi.
1: Uh I have not. I mean i might I'll make them short and sweet because I feel like everybody has uh belabored every single aspect of this at this point. <laughs> I do want to hear what Matt has to say, and then I'll throw my little two cents at the end.
0: Okay. Matt, how about you? Overall, six all episodes right. of Kenobi. What did you think of that series?
1: So, all right. So
3: <laughs> I overall I really enjoyed it, but I do feel like there was a lot of fluff in there. That could have been knocked out because I found myself in parts going, okay, I see what they were doing there. But I found myself saying that a lot during the show. And I really think that, you know, when they first announced it, they didn't really say if it was going to be like a miniseries or a movie or whatever. Like, I was like watching it. I'm like, man, that could have been like a good almost three-hour movie kind of like last jedi it was really long but like last jedi didn't need to be long and i felt like obi-wan could have been a really long movie and been really good um in spoil, am i allowed to spoil everybody whatever talking- you want we're wide okay, open. okay so uh i just wanted to make sure uh i you know i said on a sh- uh the last show we did i was before the last episode i was like oh my god if they have another uh anakin obi-wan fight i'm just going to be so irritated because i'm over it like there's (laughs) so many different fights with these guys but i i will say here on rule of the galaxy that i ate my words i ate my words i was so satisfied with how they did it and how they ended it and just from what vader said as Obi-Wan was just standing there and then about to walk away. Just that part. Mm-hmm. Made the whole thing perfect because it just it just clarified everything from the original trilogy series. That's why you know when you go back and it says Obi-Wan like Darth Vader killed your father and like you had all that said and clear cleared right there in that dialogue. And then I had I before obi-wan lifted all the rocks i was like if obi-wan doesn't have that overpowered force moment i'm gonna be really ticked off <laughs> and then he lifted all those rocks and just started shooting them kind of like a uh, yoda would i was like yep yeah, there it is so i'm like all right there that's why i was like i just think there was a lot of fluff and it took a little bit longer to get to that you know super force moment but you know overall i really enjoyed it
0: okay all right uh, nick if you want to hop in before Brent, go ahead
2: yeah, sorry, Brent. Matt, I think that's so funny you say that because I've been thinking about it since we talked last about it. Yes, I, I completely agree with you that there were some moments that felt like it dragged really long. However, I feel like the turn from like defeated old man, I'm not a Jedi, I'll let this other Jedi go get killed in my own town. Mind you, the galaxy really small. Like I'll let that guy just get hung up by the Inquisitors <laughs> to man, I'm back. We're here, Yeah, here we go, I'm back. Like, I felt like that was a quick switch. Yeah. Like that went, that went pretty quick. Whereas I feel like there were a lot, like it, it did drag in some places, but that to me, the more I go back and I watch it, the more I'm like, man, that was a quick, you know, even to, I, I didn't get to air all my stuff with, with uh, Kenobi, but even the, I felt like it was quick to the whole series. We've been building this emotional anticipation for this interaction with Qui-Gon to get to the end and have him be like, what took you so long? (laughs) This is like, like the most, like, if you go back and you read Master and Apprentice uh, from Claudia Gray, Mm -hmm. the emotional connection between them is off the charts. And not only did I lose him, like, cause he just died of old age, but he was murdered in front of me. And so now like, I was like, that was quick. And I was like, what? Oh, that was it. Like we're done. that was the end of the that was the end of the show, so uh, i I just bring that up in the stark comparison of like, yes, it dragged, but the moments I didn't want it to drag, and maybe this is just me, but <laughs> the moments I didn't want it to drag where I felt it's like, no, build that, yeah, here we go quick
3: that's that uh, you said that perfectly because there was more I would have liked to known about like the path and all that stuff, like I would have liked to have them have some more concentration in that area uh. And I felt like uh, I've already forgotten his name, but the the guy who faked being a Jedi, I felt like, yeah, I felt like he was a wasted opportunity. He could have he could have been something much bigger because, you know, he didn't need to be a Jedi or, you know, I almost I made up in my head that he was really a Jedi, but he was lying about it, you know, just to make him a lot better in my head. And then by the end of the show, nothing more happened with him and i was like man he was such a wasted opportunity and they gave him so much focus and uh i i I thought and i thought uh the inquisitors was kind of a wasted opportunity but we get it made up if if you haven't seen rebels right uh you get a lot of that made up in that show so if you're only watching the live stuff you need to go back and watch You know, Clone Wars and Rebels. Man, you get so much in-between detail uh, with these characters that you know you're missing out if you're not watching the animated stuff too.
0: You even you even get the uh, world between worlds, right, Brent?
1: Oh, it's my favorite. It's (laughs) my absolute favorite thing Star Wars (laughs) has ever introduced. That and that and being stabbed in the stomach and surviving. Those are two (laughs) of the greatest. Those are the two of the greatest inventions Star Wars has ever created rough uh rough. so obviously those irritate me if you can't tell there was sarcasm in that um
2: <laughs> oh, my, I my, design. <laughs> you don't have a sarcasm <laughs> I, I
1: sorry I sorry um <laughs> so my Kenobi thing is one um I just wanted to see the world burn and I was hoping that Qui-Gon would not show up just because I know people would lose their minds because <laughs> of the way that everybody was expecting it and they just expected it and expected it and expected it. And because it was only a few minutes, that was great. But I'm going back to, because you mentioned the dialogue, go back to the dialogue of what Qui-Gon said. He said, I've always been here. You just weren't ready to see me yet. Right. So that's the whole thing. He was always there. It's just that it was Obi-Wan hadn't tapped back in because he was still in his PTSD depression state and he needed to be shown a way out of it. Right. So that was the whole thing is that the show ended on hope with that. So I think the dialogue that they put into that made that make sense. I'll agree with Matt on the dialogue with Vader. And I just actually watched about two episodes or three because it's summer and I'm an educator. So I have a lot of time on my hands. So um, I watched a couple of the episodes and some of Vader's lines in the entire show are fantastic. So the one that I'm going to bring back was from, I think, the, the when he beat up Obi-Wan. And he says, what are you? And he said, I am what you made me. Like that line just like cuts through everything. And then the last line where he said, you didn't kill me. I killed, like I killed, Anakin. Vader killed Anakin with the cut face and the mix in of Anakin's voice and James Earl Jones voice. Mm, that, whole yeah. thing was, that whole thing was phenomenal. And I will say that I truly enjoyed the Leia character. She is fantastic. Mm-hmm. um that was a huge huge surprise mm-hmm. and i want a leia show just i mean everyone yeah. says this but I, I want more leia like yeah give give me more of that character and let that grow to what we know and give me some more of those storylines because she was phenomenal she had she stole the show i yeah. think very similar to the way that baby grogu sh- stole mandalorian yeah um so I also was really a fan of Lola, I, the, little, the little droid that could, mm-hmm. right? Like, like ruined the, the Path's base and then helped fix the Path's base. Um, those are things that I liked. Do I have complaints with the show? Sure. Um, I would say that this is better than Book of Boba Fett. It's below Mandalorian. Um, I think it's better than Bad Batch. I also will go into this saying that I don't have a strong affinity and a strong connection to Obi-Wan and Anakin. The story was not something that really pulls at my heartstrings. And I, I was never a fan of Hayden Christensen, um, even going back and watching it. Um, <laughs> so um, I think Nick Shevsky was just going to sign off because he of was, but I think a lot of the people that grew to like that are p- kids of the prequel era and watch the Clone Wars mm-hmm. all the way through. And the Clone Wars, because of its non-linear timeline, messes with my head. And I still can't get through that. Understood. I try. Yeah. I watch them. I will, I I will give
0: you the, the chronological one if you want. It's much yeah, easier. You've already
1: done that about three okay. times. And, and I've watched them. <laughs> and I've done them in chronological order. But at the same time, it's just, there's a lot there and it just didn't, and I saw that maybe a year and a half, two years ago, it just didn't, I didn't live it and I didn't resonate with me as I was growing up. So I think that nostalgia for those characters wasn't there.
0: So I I will throw this out there. You guys mentioned Haja, Uh, we didn't, we didn't mention um, Reva, Uh, but, you know, we're talking about future things and possibilities and um, heck even Leia. Uh, Andor is coming out. Um, we, we know we've got two seasons locked in. The first season is one year, and the next season is year two through five is what I'm being told. Can any of those people wrap into that? Brent, you've got a hand going. I'll let you
2: start. Okay.
1: I'm going to get on a hill here for a second, and oh, I'm going to die on my hill. No. <laughs> I was. It.
2: Bring it. Was, this is why I'm here.
1: I was all for Andor. You guys know this? I remember it's, Investors Day 2020. I said this show is going to be awesome, and as soon everyone focused on Obi Wan Kenobi, it was like, oh, ooh, I don't even care about Andor. We already know what happens; they die at the end. Why? What can the Andor show be about? All of social media is like, is anybody even excited for this Andor show? Guess what? Everybody on the social media is talking about being excited for now. You don't okay. get the right to be excited because
2: I was excited. Oh my god! No. <laughs> oh my god! No. Gross! You can be and excited. Gross. You and are. Now- you are teenage girls on TikTok not Right now, about Miles Teller. Have you seen this? <laughs> what I'm talking about where they're like, if you didn't like Miles Teller in Footloose, you don't get to do all- <laughs> about it no. because of- no. <laughs> it's the well, same I mean- Brent.
1: Well, and the other thing is, and this is where I get on the soapbox, what scares me now is that people are starting to build up their expectations for it, that they're going to hate on it as soon as it comes out because it's not leading up to the expectations that they have for it, which is exactly what Obi-Wan had because everybody had high expectations for it. That's where the soapbox comes in. And I jokingly, like, it, it kind of is like, come on, people, like, this is going to be a good show. I said that back in 2020. You did. You, you,
0: you were on the soapbox then. I remember.
3: I will I'll, I'll make a prediction about Andor. I think Andor will be one of your best TV shows for Star Wars and this is why. Because the trailer sucked so bad. Because the trailer was so awful and boring that I didn't get anything from it that it didn't make me exciting or excited. So I I looked at my son, I go like, man, this show is going to rock because I think they're keeping all the good stuff out of the trailer. They don't want to give anything away. I think it's just going to be full of good stuff because they put absolutely nothing in the trailer. I got nothing. I watched that thing four times. I was like, what did I miss? The gong bells didn't get you going? No, man. The ringing of the bells. He He looked like he had tools, you know, where you were up on the sky rise and you're working. He was just like, man, I'm bored. I'm going to make a little... Make a little jingle here. Like I didn't get anything from that trailer. So that if, if the show is gonna be amazing, it's gotta be.
0: Okay. D Doc or Nick, uh are are you in Brent's um fan club now? Or are you gonna say, no, I'm I'm not gonna look forward to this
4: because Brent liked it two years ago? <laughs> Andor, any thoughts?
2: E Doc, you go first.
4: i've been in the fan club because uh rogue one being one of my favorite star wars movies is a hill i've died on i've been afraid to say that it's you know probably in like you know my top it's it's up there for my star wars movies i love that movie and i'm excited to see andor's story continue because he Mm -hmm. he uh you know said you don't know what i've gone through to get to this point and now we're going to get to see what he went through and i mean I another thing I got ratioed on Twitter because of this, but I'm excited that it looks <laughs> like they filmed a decent amount of this show outside because uh, I got caught uh, hating on the volume a little bit for Kenobi that I said, you know, can we step outside into the open air and film something in a real environment again for once, you know, and I got crushed for saying that apparently but, uh, you know, I, I'm excited to see some real environments, uh, the shots look amazing in this show. I think visually it's going to be really good.
2: Yeah. Nick, I, I agree with that. D doc rogue ones in my top five. And I think the reason why, if I were to go back and go, why did I like it so much visually um, the amount of just Imperial bases uh, construction, things that you get to see, like the whole Scarif layout that they have gorgeous, beautiful, um, the base on Iat or Ariadu, amazing. You know, like all these kind of things, they're like visually stunning. And for me, I'm excited to to see. It's basically, you know, who did I describe this to the other day? It's like um, Mission Impossible, Star Wars, is what I'm assuming that this is going to be, right? Where it's like we're going in, we're infiltrating places, we're, distri- we're we're it's like guerrilla style warfare, all leading up to, you know. Which Joe, I need you to help me with the timeline because I think that was different than what I thought. But to be able to, to go and and show more of like the empire just getting big like that to me is what I get really excited about.
0: Uh, I'm I'm unclear on the timeline except I do believe Kenobi happened first, then Andor, before we get to Rogue One and all that.
1: I think that it's going to span a little bit of that. I think it's going to be before Obi Wan. I think it's gonna be a, a before Obi-Wan because they're in the, in the terrible trailer, there is a fraction of a second of live action phase two clone troopers. So there's a part of me that thinks that there's gonna be a little bit of post 66, um, like a little a, a branch. So it could, it, right, when he was a kid. So there might be flashback scenes to, to that. So there might be some information that kind of breaks and bridges that gap in that early empire. And then I think okay. it might go then to it might be like him flashing back to when he was a kid and kind of like what we did with the whole uh, the whole um, Anakin Obi-Wan um, lightsaber duel training session. <laughs> he's doing some sort of Mission Impossible task, but he's thinking back to something that happened. I don't know. I honestly don't know. But there was a phase two clone trooper live action that was in that preview. Okay, so there's it. a part of me that thinks that it comes. There's a part of it that's going to be shown before.
4: Go D-Duck. Uh, another thing that I wanted to bring up and then I'll finish it kind of on a question too, is, um, with, with that timeline being shown, it tells me they have a freaking plan for this show. They have, they have their plan. They have their beginning, they have their end, they have their stories written out. And also, you know, I'm, I'm definitely probably behind on this, but I didn't know that they got directors from like Dr. Who and Sherlock and stuff to be doing this. Like those guys are experienced directors like so I, I didn't know if they were going to be grabbing from some of the directors they've used on these other shows but i mean i was looking at the other work that um some of these guys have done and i'm like damn these guys have done some big shows you know who are directing some of these episodes so you know they, they've got an experienced crew on this show
0: and if i'm not mistaken this is pretty much almost exclusively been filmed in england correct i mean they had a huge set out there everything like that so i could see where they grabbed the Doctor Who people and things like that. Mm-hmm. Whatever.
1: So this kind of goes to the continuity thing that uh, Okairo was talking about when we were on with Jess the last time that I was on the podcast. They were those directors and I don't know names. Like I don't it, dive into who these people are and what their, what their past uh, credentials are but they were the story that i was skimming through said that they're given blocks of 3 episodes so so one guy did 6 episodes another one did blo- but they were given blocks of 3 however when they said blocks of 3 that you would think that that means that they would have an arc and they would do the arc it doesn't come across that way it seems like one director will do one next director does two and then so like they're going to be big mixed and matched throughout the directors will be mixed and matched throughout the episodes um but they they're they are given credits and they work on three episodes and then one guy has six i think is what it is
0: okay um i'm gonna hop off of my notes here and go back to a standard question we usually ask guests before we hop into the next topic <laughs> the question that i like to ask is in star wars do you have a favorite character or a favorite movie or Actually, both. Would you? What would be your favorite character you would say in Star Wars, and your favorite Star Wars movie, Matt?
3: I'll start with the movie. I'm, you know, like everybody else. Empire Strikes Back is what what grabbed me into Star uh, Star Wars. So uh, it that movie was so perfectly made, and the story was so perfect that like that is really just what. I base a lot of movies on just because of dialogue, action, characters, uh, you know, uh, locations, um, so many locations in that movie. And, you know, and for the time that it came out, it looked so ahead of its time that man, like you can, man, like you can go back and watch it today and you know that it's, I mean, how old it is. And it could be like, man, this could have came, have come out in the late '80s, and I wouldn't know. Like, it's it was so ahead of its time that you, it's ah, man, I don't know. Like, I I could go on for an hour about Empire Strikes Back, but uh, character, man, that's a that's a hard one. Uh, I if I had if you had a gun to my head, and I had to pick one character, I would say it would have to be uh Han Solo only because of his rebellious nature. Uh I always connect with the rebellious uh goes against everything. Everybody else is saying I'm I'm I do my own thing. I'm like, you know, Solo fits so perfectly for his his personality that it just it just makes so much sense. And I love that like every decision he makes you know, is what he has to live with. You know, like it, it, he couldn't, he couldn't go away with just the money. He was gonna get that money. He's all about that money, baby. Show me the money. And <laughs> but he wasn't gonna let Luke just stand out on the ledge alone. You know, like he had. He was like, you know what? If I'm gonna make it through the week without guilt, I gotta go help Luke out. So he, you know, he's gonna go help Luke out. You know, and he. It, it almost seems like he's an immoral person, but he's always doing something for a good moral reason. And you just have to, you know, you just have to dig deep sometimes in his process. Like when, when the new trilogy came, like, why did he leave? Like, why did he leave Leia? It's because he's solo. He doesn't get tied down. He's, <laughs> he's he, he has to be out there earning that money. He He doesn't get tied down. You know, I love you, Leia, but you know i can love you from afar i'll send you some gifts from whatever i you know haul back and forth but i'm going to be out there in space cuz that's where i belong but it, you know his love never diminished and he is willing to i mean obviously he's willing to die for his family he's yep. you know so he makes some bad decisions but he also makes good decisions in the long run and i just think he and not to get too cheesy it just is just the perfect human on there because we're all broken but we all try to do the good you know we all try to do good in this world and we're going to screw up we're going to make bad decisions but we always have you know another chance you know to be a good person and you know tomorrow's another day to do it and i just think solo would not to put too much you know uh real into a star wars character but to me he's the realist on the in any of the movies
0: well he's he's the one that actually i mean you could say he kind of ties the regular everyday person to star wars he's not force sensitive but he's a pilot and he's a smuggler and he's gotta dig deep to get where he wants to be and he's you know he's he's so connected to the wookiee and Leia and Mm -hmm. all those kind of things so I, i like it i like it a lot for a while i wasn't sure if you were explaining brent dykeman or Han Solo but but you you got all the way around. Uh, you you get you get the Han Solo. Bit.
1: Can we can we talk about calling him the Wookiee for a second? Can we just can can we call that out for a second? He's not merely the Wookiee. He is the Wookiee though. Come on. He's he's not I mean you got Tarful. You got a few others. I don't know any other names. I'm trying to throw some others. At, but... There you go. I knew Tarful, uh, but I didn't know any others. Okay. So Brent. <laughs> um so we'll we'll
0: bounce go. back into some of the timelines. Okay, guys, since hold on hold, spoke, on, hold go on,
1: hold on. Hold on. Since you asked your question that you like to ask everybody else. Go he ahead. He actually has not asked answers this on a podcast, but he's heard it being asked and yeah. might as well get it out of the way. And Nick, thank you for throwing it in with uh, was it Rick Prince? I heard Rick- you throw go it ahead. in there. Right. So, I mean, we keep it rolling. It is it is the it is the question that is asked of every guest because I and I'm going to go back to Tony Mullen, uh, Tony Mullen and on Joe talking about Stumpy and Dooku getting his wrist cut off and not wanting to pick up and his head cut off and not wanting to get Dooku's lightsaber. (laughs) But yet I think it's one of the best ones in the series. What would be the favorite lightsaber hilt of the entire Star Wars world? Oh, man.
3: I'm all all right so i'm boring when it comes to lightsaber hilts man i <laughs> so okay i uh so i could pick any
1: anything it doesn't have to be from any it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be from the movies any all right so
3: i love cal Kestis because his uh to me when i went to uh galaxy's edge you know, I picked the nature, and you know, like I like p- piecing it together with what's there, and I don't know. Like Cal Kestis was left with his his masters, and he's trying to make it his own, and it still looks messed up, and you know, not perfect, but it's perfect for him. So I would have to say Cal Kestis, man, because and and it's uh, it's a longer hilt. So I, you know, I'm not a uh, lightsaber you know, expert or anything, but I would imagine if I had to fight with a lightsaber, I would need something that I had room, you know, to fight with, uh, not, you know, I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover, but, uh, if I had to pick, you know, I would want a longer hilt so I can have more maneuverability, uh, in my fighting. So yeah, I would say Calcastus.
2: Okay, good. Go ahead, Nick. I'm going to stop harping on this at some point. There is a it, it, if you've read it so far, there's a very quick Cal Kestis shout out or shout out in this new brotherhood book. They're, they don't mention him by name, but they mention the redheaded Padawan of Jaro Topal Ta- 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 or yeah. however you say his name. Yeah, it's very cool. Oh, yep, yep. So, they, oh, call yes. yeah. they, oh, yeah. they call him a redhead in it. Oh, yeah. Call him a redhead. They didn't call him ginger. Dita. Yeah, there you go. Uh, they well, call him redhead. <laughs> I'll take I'll
4: take redhead. All right, I'm gonna have to get on that next. That just got me excited. I'll take I'll take that one sentence right there. Well, D Doc
0: Doc's just been on a Star Wars high recently because we got him reading Darth Bane the Darth Bane trilogy, and now he's he's realizing how great that that trilogy is going to be. Um, hey, we uh, you know should we start planning right now for Star Wars celebration next April in London? Are we are we making that? Is that no, i have seen a lot You're of no's. Hit, uh, are, you, <laughs> are, you, are you hitting
1: the lottery, man?
0: <laughs> no, and I don't think actually there's even any tickets left right now. I was watching it the other day and like, I could not believe that within hours they were going, four day passes sold out, Jedi passes sold out. And I'm sitting there going, what, what are we doing in our lives that we can't just click a button and go do what all those people do? How, how crazy is that? But I'm hoping, and here's my hope, I'm hoping that 2025, yes, 2025 will be back in Orlando only yeah. because it'd be much easier to get to. We could talk our significant others into spending time in Orlando by a pool, by the beach, whatever, not the beach, maybe a day trip to the beach. Um, but also I was, I was listening to somebody the other day and this hit me hard when they were talking about 2025, possibly being in Orlando The Force Awakens would be 10 years old during Star Wars Celebration 2025. They could have a 10-year-old anniversary panel of The Force Awakens. that just blows me away that, that that is happening. And then in 2027, A New Hope will be 50 years old. So I either need to start thinking about hanging it up and retiring and letting the younger crew come in or something because thinking that I was around to watch that initial one and then thinking that the force awakens is 10 years old in, in 2025, just, wow. That hit me like a ton of bricks. I don't know.
3: Can I say that I was supposed to go to this year's celebration, uh, but something came up uh, in my personal life. I couldn't go, but I got to say, I, I, I have to say that, I am super glad that I didn't waste my money or my time because nothing we didn't already know was coming came. Like I was wanting something for our future movies or something something that was gonna blow me away. Like the Tales of the Jedi, that's pretty cool. Okay, you know, like it, it better be really good. Like, I mean, cause that show could have a lot of potential. But that was really all we got. Like, and we got some trailers, but to stuff we already knew. I -hmm. wanted some big announcements. Like I wanted some future. Like I want to know where we're going. Uh, I want to know what the next trilogy is or just the next movie. Like, I I don't know. And my uh my buddy Micah from ECP, he went and uh he said the whole lottery thing kind of ruined the experience. He didn't get to go into half of what he wanted to um you know when I went in Orlando I I've only been to one celebration I'm sorry I'm in social work I I, I can't afford a lot of trips so I got to pick and choose uh so I I went to the last Orlando uh the one that was in Orlando and you know that was a stretch for me but it was so perfect because there was no lottery you just had to be in line And I was in line for stuff for two days straight. I didn't go, we didn't even go back to the hotel. We smelled funky, but we made friends. We made lifelong friends. uh, In in that way, like we had, we made this group. The first night we were there, we had this group uh, and we waited, man, like 13 hours before the first panel. And Like, we became family. That was who we waited in line with for all the stuff. We connected on our phones. We are like, hey, we're going to meet here at this time. We're going to eat here at this time. And we still talk. And if there's anything, for anybody who's listening, who's, you know, hasn't been a lifelong Star Wars fan, the beauty of being a Star Wars fan is when you go to any event, all the toxic people are going to be online. All the family, (laughs) you're going to be, are going to be in person. That I mean, and that's just speaking from I'm I'm 38 years old and I've gone to so many different Star Wars and sci-fi events that anytime I meet Star Wars fans in person, we become family in an instant. And all the people that are online, you know, that's where you're gonna get your cow, you know, your keyboard cowboys who hate everything. So, but Yeah, Celebration, we made such big, good fans. I just think the lottery ruins that. You can't make
1: connections anymore, so.
0: That is is wild. Go ahead, Brent, and then Nick.
1: So we can talk about planning for Celebration, but let's talk a little bit closer to home. So this man is connected to the ICC Con, the Mm -hmm. Imperial Commissar's Collectibles Con. Yeah, there it is. The ICCC or ICC Con, um, what's going on towards the planning of that? Because I will, I will second what you were saying. I've never been to any other. Um, I've been to two conventions. Uh, I was well, the first one was the ICC Con, and then I did like a pop con, which is a really local one that's smaller. Um, but it was great to see the cosplayers and I met up with them. But being in that podcast room, it became a family. It, the first day it was still trying to feel everybody out but by saturday and sunday it became a family in the room with people that oh, have yeah. been around there and so what's going on with the icc planning is there anything going on uh um, the
3: the dates were announced it starts may 26th uh so uh the way the uh, michael havens is the owner and operator creator i triple c uh you can, you can go to, uh, he, he's got a podcast, got a website, ICC, you know, .com and, uh, you, you know, he's on Twitter, Facebook, all that. It's really easy. He's the only ICCC out there. So, uh, but yeah, we, the dates were announced, um, they're working, you know, they're working on guests. Uh, you know, of course, big names will be first, little ones will come. I personally am throwing some names in the ring. I don't know if they'll get them. I hope they do. Um, I kind of I kind of whisper in the ears of the important people and try to get uh I I'm I'm my hero in Star Wars. My hero is Steve Perry, not the journey singer, <laughs> but the author and it has always been my dream to meet steve perry and i'm like if you can get timothy's on we can get steve perry yep so uh i, I kind of whispered that I, I don't know if it'll come true i hope i'll i'll keep y'all informed if we do um but yeah man i want more authors cuz like nick i read a lot like i i, I, I mm-hmm. you know like the author of brotherhood brotherhood's actually on my list to read uh master and Apprentice, love that book um I I read a lot, so, you know, I love to meet the authors, and if I have these books, I would love to have the authors sign them, so it'd be great to have more authors, like, on author row or something, or even artists, Uh, so, yeah, uh, dates were announced, Uh, you can, you can go on the website, it's, uh, you know, ICCCCon.com, and you you can uh, uh, go ahead and book your rooms, Um, and uh, the venue's changed, and I'm embarrassed. I can't remember. We'll pull it up. We'll get it. Yeah, I can't remember the, vin- the venue has changed, but I can't uh it's not in my brain right now. It'll it'll come up when it's, you know, not important anymore, but um but yeah, dates have changed, but you can uh hotels and stuff, you can book. Um so you, you expect names to be dropped in like August, September. That that's when you will get big names for it. So yeah and Michael ha- Michael Havens is an amazing, amazing guy, big lover of Star Wars, vintage Star Wars, that's his thing, he doesn't like repro, uh, you know, that's his, you know, his gimmick, so if you could check out his podcast, man, he is a, he is a very knowledgeable person when it comes to vintage Star Wars toys, see, this guy knows stuff, especially about Boba Fett, and he can pick out a fake from 10 miles away. It is amazing. And he has some in his collection to prove that he can. And oh my gosh, it's just mind-blowing.
0: Got it right here. May 26th through the 28th, 2023. Um, I'm looking for the venue. Sorry, it said um, it would
2: be announced, still in be announced. Days. Okay, there we yeah.
3: go. Yeah, the, the venue being now, I know it's changing, uh just not exactly yeah I, I heard where it could be but i don't want to say the wrong thing but i just it's you know passing my brain
2: indeed um, yeah, cool yeah
3: indeed. it's Dude. gonna be in your mind that's where it's no.
0: well i've i've got i got another another topic take us down um our good friend taika waititi we all like him right <laughs> he's funny he's cool he's 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 good in marvel movies he's uh he's entertaining. Um, I've I've seen articles saying, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Uh, at first, you know, we got oh, that movie, it's it's rolling, it's going. We're we're feeling good about this. Now, in some of his recent interviews, it's well, I'm putting the idea together. Well, I'll I'm going to go home. I'm going to go to New Zealand. I'm going to write some stuff and see if it gets if they like it. If they like it, it'll get made. Uh, then he asked Natalie Portman if she wanted if she'd ever want to be in a Star Wars movie. That was interesting. Um, he must have missed the other three that she was in i don't know um is he the guy i mean is this brent is all about the new and brent god love you i, I agree there's a lot of things that need to be brought up new with star wars um but is taika and the way he directs things and the humor that he puts into things is that the guy to build uh, a, a new era of star wars he you know he said i don't want people watching my movie going where's chewbacca's grandmother uh you know I, you know, I don't want him to know. Pilot A B C was in this scene from A New Hope, and here he is. I do we do we feel comfortable? And I'll, I'll Nick, I'll start with you. We'll go around. Are we comfortable with Tyka? I mean, I like what he's done in Marvel. Um, I've enjoyed it a lot. But um, is he the guy? Is this is this direction? that's going to be good for for the the Star Wars community.
2: Um, I hate I hate it because it sounds negative but I would say no and I, I'm a I'm a subscriber to a Facebook page of like Marvel fans and I actually the only reason I say this is I saw somebody that literally posted today um, like the Jim Halpert gif where he's like pointing to the graph you know kind of thing and he's looking at it and he's and it essentially the gist of it was like like just be okay with shutting your brain off for Thor Love and Thunder, which I've not seen yet, but just be I'm okay. Go see it. Yeah, just be okay shutting your brain off for it. It's not a cinematic masterpiece, but it's very entertaining and really good. And when I think back on um, the movies that he's done, they're eclectic and kind of weird. One of my favorite movies that he did was a like weird indie film called The Hunt for the Wilder People or Wilder People. It, it was so strange. It was, um, gosh, um, the freaking guy from jurassic park um the very first one the the main guy um dr grant um
0: sam sam, sam, yes. Neal. Yeah, <laughs> sam Neal.
2: Him, him and uh the kid from deadpool 2 the, really? the little kid and it was yeah. a really really good movie super strange and weird and comedic as far as like is he the guy to take this in a new direction and like champion like 15 more films to come out of here no but then i also sit here and i go okay, so then who is that? And I don't have a good answer to that no. either as to yeah. who is it. So I don't think that's a him thing. I think that's a combo of fractured fan base of obscurity from Disney, which I would say this. I, I don't know if you guys have seen the new, um, I would I'm imagine you did the new Doctor Strange. Um, I'm wondering if I haven't Star seen Wars yet. is in the same spot as Marvel, where I feel like Marvel right now is like floundering trying to figure out like where do we go from here post infinity war Endgame? like we Mm -hmm. did it and we will never do anything else that was as great as this and yet we want to keep making stuff to keep it alive Mm -hmm. and i think that's what star wars is and at some point you're going to over cannibalize this thing to where you're like i I don't know that's a lot but, but i'm but i'm kind of looking at it right now going like man i don't know where you go from here that isn't more of like hey we're gonna tap into that time period between episode three and four and make something else that's really great in there right because that kind of has some vintage luster in it where like people hate each other on all ends of the spectrum but they hate each other a little less here you know so (laughs) i don't know
0: uh d doc how about you next
4: yeah i mean i i thought a lot of what nick said was really great there actually i mean that was good stuff there nick but um yeah, I, I, I feel like Star Wars is in a position and they've done it to themselves now where whatever next movie they make is going to be so hyped in in a microscope uh, just because we haven't seen the title Star Wars in a movie theater for a decent amount of time. I mean, I know there's been decades that hasn't been in, but now that Disney owns it, you expect to see the name in theaters more. Um I like Taika Waititi. I think he's kind of a niche director, almost like Wes Anderson style. Like, you know, some people might hate actually the way he, <laughs> Brent, do you disagree know, with I that?
0: See, I want to see, well, Brent, go ahead.
1: No, I just am not a fan of Wes, uh, Wes Anderson stuff. Like, I didn't like <laughs> yeah. I well, that Grand bad Budapest Hotel and all that crap. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, all oh, that crap. Goodness gracious! I I am a fan. I am it a,
1: crap. Crap. I am a
4: fan. I think it's you know Life Aquatic with Bill Murray. It's good Oh, stuff. that was the worst. That's me. I personally. want two hours
1: of my life back.
4: <laughs> but I, I'm saying, like, he when he, when he's outside of Marvel, where he's not having to follow the you know the fingerprint of Marvel and continue those storylines. I think he's a unique director and he's different. You know, and the, he might put out some stuff that people are just like, what the hell is this? Like that Nick, the, the the movie that Nick was talking about. I've seen bits and pieces of it. It's like a bit odd, bit indie style, but, you know, he's got his own style. So I don't know. I don't know if he's the best person right now because he's probably going to piss off a decent amount of people with whatever he decides to do. But also, I think it would be a fresh. I think it would be fresh that's all i and i don't think fresh yeah. can hurt the franchise right now but i don't know
2: right now follow like up with that. Matt. they said the same thing about last jedi d Doug. <laughs>
4: well yeah i mean i don't know here's the thing though he's involved in the mandalorian like that's why i i i i need to hear the voice of him saying oh N- uh, natalie portman do you want to do star wars movie because that was the quote that was going around today and it's like yeah this guy knows Star Wars. He did IG-11's voice in The Mandalorian. <laughs> He's directed episodes of The Mandalorian. He's got to know that Natalie Portman played Padme in
0: three of yeah, the Star Wars yeah, movies.
2: He, he also screws some fake with thing. everybody. Like, <laughs> if you follow him on Instagram, he is constantly, like, his humor is so witty, dry, sarcastic. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the exact quote, but I'd be willing He's- to a wager that it was that oh he let twitter he's, on fire today. yeah he's
0: he's probably just trying to make old guys like me go what
2: what did
1: he say
0: um brent how about you
1: this is the biggest non-story story ever <laughs> i i mean it's it is. It, it's the epitome of the slow news day in the Star Wars world. Why do you think where I write we, notes, man? Where we, where we take a, where we take one quote from one guy and we start to go crazy, or the fact that the there's a little bit more slapsticky in humor and humor in Thor: Love and Thunder, and I'm not sure if this is the right guy. Um, I've seen that quote before you brought it up before anybody else, I've, else brought it up. Like I've seen that maybe a week ago on one of my Facebooks uh, that I saw one of the social media things. I mean, I come at it and this is what I would like. It came from the Cairo. I come at it. I want to be entertained. Am I going to nitpick? Am I going to find flaws? Fine. If I'm entertained, then I'm entertained. Yep. Um, I watched, and here's the thing. I watched Dr. Strange at home. I didn't watch it in the theaters. I wasn't really entertained. I watched the Eternals in the theater. I wasn't really entertained. I like. I watched the sequels. I was entertained. I enjoyed them. But yeah, after they, I mean, you sit back and you think about the mythology and how everything connects. People are gonna have problems with it. Like it's we're in a damned if you do, damned if you don't. So why not just do?
0: Okay, Madam, I'll let you finish up this one. Then I'm gonna hit one last topic for the night.
3: All right. Uh, I wish I had a hat to turn backwards because I have a lot to say about this. (laughs) It's, all right, Taiki, you know, I always mess his name up, but, you know, I'm just going to call it Taika. Just, let's just shorten it there. Good character actor. Okay, director. I think he fits perfectly for Marvel because Marvel needs something fun and funny to distract that they had nothing else going for it right now i said when in game when i went to see Endgame, i was like okay marvel needs to take a three-year break like they needed to take a three-year break get it all together let's start over let's uh, i mean because they didn't know they were going to get to Endgame game when they made iron man mm-hmm. so i was like all right they need a three-year break but now they have already had 10 12 movies and now like half of them are garbage and you know, Thor's coming out, but it's going to be funny and fun, like Nick said, because, you know, Taika knows how to do that. But, you know, there's been a lot of stuff since Endgame come out, and we have no idea where they're going. Like, it, it's just, it's crazy that, you know, okay, so off that, Taika is fitting Marvel. I don't think he can... I don't think he's ready to start a new Star Wars thing because Taika, he knows fans. So I think he needs to know where Star Wars is going before he can jump in and do something with Star Wars. I think you need, I think whatever the next Star Wars movie is, I think you need like a double take. Like if if Favreau and Filoni did it together, <laughs> I think that right there, you you would have no complaint from one Star Wars. Uh, I mean, uh, that's a lie. That's a some, lie. There's but it some will Star be Star Wars fans. That Star Wars it. fans that will find ways yeah. to complain. But you would get less complaints, I guess, if you were like, five and double teaming the next Star Wars movie. But that's just not. I guess that's not Ka- Kathleen Kennedy would never do that. Um, but I I just think. If because what Star Wars is doing right now, I think there's ways to entertain Star Wars fans to take a step back and, and, and know where you're going to go with something brand new. Because if you're going to do something brand new, it's going to have to be something pretty spectacular. Because that's why everything has stemmed from the already Skywalker story, it's because it works and we can. We can stick to like these characters. We can introduce new characters because these new characters are connected to the old and original characters and it it works. So if you're going to do something new and I got to be honest, as a Star Wars fan, I want something brand new. I want something to jumpstart a new direction. I don't want anything connected to Skywalker right now and this is why Brent I see you. I see you shaking your head there this is why because you can separate it you can separate it you can keep mm-hmm. your Skywalker stuff going and appease all the original fans and you know the ones that just want to stick with the original trilogy and you can jump start something new and then when we have this something brand new that has to be pretty spectacular to be pop uh, to uh, succeed, that could eventually come back to the Skywalker. Eventually, ten years down the road, I know yep. you know some of us might not be here or whatever, but we can enjoy the ride. You know, it's you know it, it's ten years. I I I understand I if I, I wake understand. up tomorrow. So, uh, but. I want something brand new. I and and I could tell you something else I want in Star Wars right now if I may. Do y'all watch DC movies at all? They they bring out one one every two months. Like <laughs> I swear they do. Like there's one a new one every two months and me and me and my son will watch them and they usually are pretty good because they're straight off the pages of uh, of a comic book and it's fun to watch and fun to listen to. I think star Wars could do something like that with stuff that we want to see. And I'll just say it. Like I've always wanted to see a shadows of the empire movie. I know we can't get a live action one, but you could totally do a cartoon animated one and give us the entire story. There's a book right there, go out of the book and then make an animated movie (laughs) and then throw it out. And there you can call it the else world show or whatever, you know, or the, you know, uh, what do they call Star Wars that uh, it's not canon anymore? They
1: Legends. It. The Legends. Legends
3: you can call it Legends. And then oh. just bring out a full movie of something that's not canon just so we can have fun and enjoy stories that we read growing up and you know, be entertained while they try to sit back and figure it out like Marvel should be doing, but they're not.
0: Hey, we already have the world between worlds. We already have multiverses. What's the say you yeah. couldn't just have a Legends universe? I'm, I'm perfectly yeah. okay with it. You know, so. And
3: animation is like cheap to make. They could totally make money and get a lot of subscriptions to these
0: things. So I'm, I'm all for it on that. I like that different out, a different take. I'm going to finish it with this. We've all heard that Star Wars has uh, got a $5,000 drink, the Kyber Crystal drink down into uh, Galaxy's Edge. Um, if you could think of a Star Wars item that you would buy today, that's $5,000 <laughs> besides the drink. I want to hear your final. I know I'm putting you on the spot. It's the last uh, minute thing. Think of something from the movies, from the books, from a character, from a ship, whatever that they, they Hasbro or Mattel, or somebody said, we're going to make this. It's $5,000. What is it that you mm-hmm. would spend $5,000 on? And you can make up the item. Matt, you raise your hand. You can start first.
3: I would have a simulator in a mini cockpit to the millennium falcon with okay. the millennium falcon game in there just so i could sit in it all the time you know what i would watch the movies in there i don't care as long <laughs> as i'm sitting in a simulator that would be amazing
1: cockpit. yes
0: i love it okay we have, a, we in have the a
1: cockpit with the screen and you'd see it you'd see the bars yes. but you that would not bother me at all i'm
0: i'm Wonderful. writing that down right now um any so Nick, good D-Doc, so or good something you'd want for $5,000, Nick.
2: There's this great line out of the office where the building is on fire and they're playing desert Island and Dwight Schrute. They're like, they're going back and forth. <laughs> what and would, like, you what would you bring? And somebody says the Da Vinci code and Dwight goes, I would bring the Da Vinci code so I could burn the Da Vinci code for fuel. <laughs> I would go to this hotel to burn this hotel. To the ground that that's that might be the extreme where I'm at with it, but I for five grand, Brent said it before the episode started. I said I could think of five thousand other things that I could do with five grand. Brent said a hundred thousand. I'm for five grand, I'm remodeling the whole basement, you know, for five grand. I'm taking my family to Galaxy's Edge (laughs) to go build a lightsaber. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm doing something other than just like, and I understand the people that are in the like I'm not in that bracket of, no, like who's no. gonna be buying look, this? It's not so me. you're you're taking
1: this you're taking this in the wrong direction. What would you actually do? So if you're gonna remodel the basement, what would you remodel to look like in Star Wars world? What would you oh, purchase goodness. for? Yeah. okay, What would That's you good. do for five thousand? Not necessarily would you buy this drink? because I don't think anyone in the world would yeah. buy this drink other than the dude who did it just to get the publicity and to try to throw it out there. What would you do for five thousand? Like uh, Matt's idea with the Millennium Falcon, like
2: love it. Yeah, I'll tell right. you exactly so, what I'm doing. Okay. I'm, I'm, um, I'm like, buying a legit – so, like, when I was 13, I went to the Indianapolis Children's Museum, and they had an Abu N1 Starfighter, like, Ooh. physically there. <laughs> you know Ooh. what I'm saying? See, like, I'm buying one. something like that, and I understand – I may not even be in the price range of that, but I'm doing something where, like, it's the man cave of man caves that has um, – Are you – even props, if you bought it as a model, and, even if you yeah, bought it you know as something like, to I've got, I've got right. real lightsabers on the wall. I've got like, you know, all kinds of stuff.
1: Are you going to yes. trick it out with the Trans Am engine on the front? Oh, and the baby I am Gro- now. Goodness And the gravy bu- baby Grogu bubble in you the back? You
2: better believe it. You know what I'm doing? I'm buying that freaking Lego set of the, you know, 2,000 piece Imperial Star Destroyer or whatever it is. And I'm building that thing out and I'm encasing it somewhere down there. <laughs> okay. Uh,
0: D-Doc or Brent?
4: I'll I'll go real quick, Brent, because I'm simple. I would probably just turn my basement into a cantina and probably have like projector movie theater cantina. And yeah, like pretty much just bar movies, drinks, music, that kind of thing. Five grand could definitely do that for me. I could make five grand go a long way and I could definitely turn. I could even turn it into the death star. I don't know. I could do a lot with five grand. So I would go. I would go setting. I would. I would. I can't choose an individual item because okay. I can't spend five thousand dollars on an individual item. I would use it to build. That's what I would do. And I, I ask a question back.
3: before Brent goes? It. What in this drink makes it five thousand dollars?
0: <laughs> I don't think anybody knows.
3: Did you like, read the add on Disney to it? Go like you know what?
0: This is super was Charge
3: five grand. Super Just expensive like,
4: alcohol and a kyber baby. crystal. It gives you a ticket to um, Skywalker Ranch on top of it. That's the kicker to it. All right. For those
3: those out there listening, you could totally illegally accidentally drive onto Skywalker Ranch for free (laughs) and get a better experience because...
1: is there a movie about that somewhere yeah i think there is (laughs) okay yes it sounds that's there's not there should be a movie made about that there should be a movie about made about that
3: well you know this this hotel it is such a. I I was so
1: excited until
3: they came out with price ranges to where i'm like I, i okay i'm a single father you know who i'm a budgeter I'm, I'm a dork like that, you know. I have to budget, so I'm not, you know.
2: You're a dork because you're fiscally responsible. No. Yeah, you know, like I'm not, I'm not
3: fun. I sometimes, like my my son will say, oh, sometimes I'm not fun. But like I just like, man, I want to be able to buy milk tomorrow. You know, that's going <laughs> me crazy. Uh, right? You know what I'm like, doing? When they released those prices, yeah, I was like, I will never. Okay, and even if I was able to aff- afford that, which I could if I wanted to, I've spent that much money on other stuff, but two nights like if i got a whole week yeah i would definitely do it but two nights i can't i get settled in a whole a whole day if it's me getting settled in <laughs> so i would only get one day out of that place so you know
2: brent i'm going back to the i triple c and i'm buying this guy's speeder bike Mm.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, you know those were those were amazing.
2: They Nick, were you stole beautiful. Mine. That is Sorry, exactly Joe. what I was going to say. Joe. I was going to say <laughs> I want a
0: speeder bike that I can just prop myself up on there. Go ahead, yeah. Brent.
1: So my brain is different than a lot of other people. <laughs> the first thought I had in my head was Padme and her white outfit from Attack of the Clones.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, wait a minute, like a can you like buy a mannequin? It?
1: I mean, I, it was you that want was to the wear first the white thing. outfit, or no, 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 no. I don't want to wear the white outfit.
2: That's what outfit. I want for my five grand. I want to see. <laughs> I outfit. want to see
1: Grant wear the white outfit. I will throw five grand on Nick's five grand for Brent to wear the white
2: outfit.
1: <laughs> Fantastic.
2: Pre-ripper, then, post-rip.
1: Then the second thing that thought came to mind because I was in the Attack of the Clones world was. Uh, Django's helmet with the head coming out of it. Oh, God. <laughs> we are. I'm just. I'm, my brain's different.
2: I bet you Rick Prince could hook you up with that for less than five grand. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and. and the thing that probably would cost five grand because I want a working version of the DeJaric table that's on the Millennium Falcon.
3: Mm. Oh, okay. I, you know, that man. was
1: that. I want it working. I want to be able to use the little blue guy to pick up and body slam the other guys. And I want to hear the sounds and I want to let the Wookiee win. The, all of that was probably one of the things that hooked me the most was watching that chess Dejarik game with those holographic images on it. But it has to be a working version of it.
0: Okay, I like it. I like it. Uh, well, we've we've kind of hit a lot of fun, different things, and now the vision of Brent in the Padme outfit is stuck in my head. So, <laughs> uh, um, um, guys, thank you so much for for chapter one forty nine. Thanks for being a part of it. And I I want uh, you know I wanted to hit that last question because I kind of figured we'd get something, but I was not prepared for some of those answers. Um. Matt thank you so much for being our guest thanks for for you know meeting up with us, uh, meeting up with us again at the ICCC. and uh like you said it, it becomes a little family and and we hope that we can uh, interact some more and you know if you guys need us over at ecpc tv for anything or if they need us over here at uh, rule the galaxy uh l- let us know we'd be more than happy yeah. to partner up so thanks yeah, again man, uh... any, any closing thoughts from you sir go ahead
3: uh, if y'all could yeah just reach out to me. I'd love to join y'all again uh, yeah we're um, we got a couple shows coming up uh, so we will need some help uh, in August so we definitely will be inviting y'all in August uh, yeah if y'all ever need a fill in just call just give me a call I, I'll be there this is a lot of fun uh, I love y'all show uh, you know, especially you, Brent. Man, you're a special one, my friend. Like, I, 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 I have to be back. I have to be back. Me and Brent are gonna get along. Yeah. Um, especially uh, when the he's saying here. that
2: because the vision of you in the Padme. In the, the Padme. My, my in
3: okay. the Padme. You know what, man? I, I, I'm just going to like Photoshop it, man. Just satisfy yes. my need.
0: <laughs> We, that but, would be uh, impressive
3: uh, yeah if y'all if y'all want to check out ecpctv.com uh go to spotify uh you know go to twitter you, you get all our new stuff uh you know we follow along with rule of the galaxy so you know y'all could it, it if y'all need anything from us you know we're always there and y'all are already in for i triple c you already got your spot You ain't even, you don't have to worry about that so uh like like we said like we become family and like family, we we're going to grow this thing. Cause that's what I triple C is still doing. Yep. It's still growing. And, uh, like if y'all did, did y'all come the first year I triple C, it was so small, but now it's so much bigger and now they need a bigger venue because it's getting so much bigger and it's going to grow and grow and grow. Uh, the popularity of it is growing, uh, the reputation, the people that are connected with it, Um, so we're growing along with it and, uh, you know, it only it only comes with the family atmosphere. So like we said, you know, if you're not a star Wars fan and you're listening to rule the galaxy, you know, come to a con, come meet them, you know, come meet star Wars fans in person. I know online media has destroyed fan bases all over the world, but, you can't take it online. You have to come and meet us in person. We're like, and it doesn't matter what fan base you are. You're in Dungeons and Dragons. You're in Star Wars, Star Trek, Doctor Who, whatever. Anything that's got a fan base, come meet the people. Don't go online or don't go online and read what negative people have to say. You know, come meet us in person. That's where we want to meet y'all and grow with you.
0: You got it. You got it. Well, this has been a fun one. I, I tell you what, guys, I've, I've had a blast. We're going we're gonna to hop on and do some other stuff here real soon. Uh, to, to Matt, to Nick, to D-Doc, to Brent, thank you guys so much for making Chapter 149 really a lot of fun. A lot of, a lot of laughing going on, a lot of fun Star Wars talk. Uh, you guys know where to track us down. I'm not going to go through the list again. Let's make it sweet. Let's make it simple. Until next time, may the Force be with you.